0: Sports Talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey,
2: Medicare Solutions of West Texas. That's Lori Kassler and Tanya Blackburn. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you're doing with Medicare... Which, and you don't. Yeah, you don't. You can act like you do. But they made it so complicated. You need people like Lori and Tanya to help you. And they can help you. And they're right here in Lubbock. And they would love to help you.
0: I'm gonna, go in and sit. Some people have the fear of what it's going to cost to do that. Yeah. It's not going to cost you anything. Go in and sit down with them and, and uh, let them... Visit would give you an idea if whether they
2: can help you. 2513 86th Street. 2513. It's a University in 86th Street. Or you can call them at 781-3904. That is Medicare Solutions of West Texas. All right. Well, it was fun having Matt Davy on. And now we've got the man that, uh, yeah. well, that brought you, you Matt Well, you didn't hear Davion. Matt on
0: the way out. Matt says Gerald Myers well, one yeah. of the main reasons that he's at Texas Tech. <laughs> yeah,
2: so. well, yeah, Coach, it's your fault. I think a lot of people yeah, could say that.
3: He's a good good young guy. He's, he really uh, is. He's one of the few s- left out there that I did hire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did they get rid of the others? No, That's they, not true. They get rid of them. Well, they you moved, hired Wes Kitley. They all
3: moved onward and upward. <laughs> yeah. Who
2: yeah. all did you hire? Wes Kitley, Tom Stone,
3: Kitley Stone, Sands, uh, Sandra, Sands Greg Sands, uh, JoJo, Jojo Robertson. There's
2: a lot of them still there. Yeah, wow. A few of them. Softball's different. Yeah, Baseball. What about baseball? Softball's had quite no. a turnover. You didn't You didn't hire Tim. Uh, uh, Kirby hired Tim. He hired Tim. Tim. Yeah. You hired Larry.
3: Yeah. No, 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 T. no T. 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 T.
2: T hired, hired Larry. Thank hey, goodness they got rid of that other guy that was before Larry. That guy that was right there before Larry.
3: Before Larry.
2: I don't think there was a before Larry. There wasn't? Uh-uh. <laughs> they didn't have a coach? I maybe. don't remember before Larry. <laughs> All right, but coach, you were you've been everything you can possibly be at Texas Tech. The very first All Southwest Conference performer in any sport. That's pretty neat. Played basketball and you were All Southwest Conference our very first honoree. And then he, he ends up being a coach at Tech, he ends up being the athletic director at Tech. Did you ever have any dream when you came from Borger, Texas that this was going to happen?
3: None. None. I didn't think about any of that. I <laughs> I was going to be a coach for life that's you know I decided at an early age I was going to be a coach and that's what I was uh, that's what I trained for and that's what I wanted to do
2: coach yeah. at Monterey but, uh, yeah you had a yeah, great t- great teams at Monterey
3: yeah we did that's a good team good boy I-, I was pretty fortunate <clears throat> to have some good players at Monterey yep uh, we went to state a couple of times. We lost the first time we went down there. We, we got beaten four overtimes. Oh so, no!
2: Oh
3: oh man! Uh, if I'd have had another trick play or something, maybe it wouldn't have <laughs> lasted so long. But was Coach, long was coach, coach Mahaka Bobby with you? you. Do co-
0: How long did that loss bother you? Four overtimes in the state tournament. All oh, <coughs> those kind years? of losses stay with you forever. Yeah, he's
2: still bothering him. Was Coach yeah. Mahaka with you when you went there?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe Mahaka. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Joe's great coach.
2: He really is a great coach. He yeah. really is.
3: Yes, you know there are certain certain <laughs> losses that stay with you more than wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever get over that loss to Boston College in '85, no. with Bubba, because we we had a better team. We should have been in the uh, regional in Dallas that yeah. year. But anyway, you move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes away. It hurts. Well, how, how does this sound? How would y'all like to get this award? Distinguished West Texan. Those are all good words. Yeah. Distinguished West Texan. Coach Myers
2: couldn't figure out why he was at a football banquet. Well, <laughs> He's a basketball football, guy. Yeah. But you're just distinguished West Texan.
3: Well, you know, as AD, I, I could understand um, – maybe how i was involved <laughs> with it but because there's so many things that you do that de- yep. affect football uh, all the way from scheduling hiring coaches uh marketing uh, public relations uh, media relations all those things you w- want to uh make sure a coach is good in all of those they're not always good in all of them but uh yeah there's just so many things that an ad could be involved in in football without being an actual
0: coach Yep. Well, it says in here you oversaw 250 million in new facilities, which was a huge number back then. And now that number is the South End Zone project. Yeah. <laughs> he built the million United Supermarket. He did the United Supermarkets Arena. Yeah, how much arena. did that cost? Do you remember what the, the... – I do.
3: That uh, uh, arena started out as a $48 million project, but uh, there was a big overrun. It ended up costing $63 million. And uh, you couldn't build that building today oh, for one hundred and fifty million. No, you no, couldn't. You sure couldn't. It, it is a really good uh, and one of the best in the country.
0: It is. But uh, how many years ago was that? Oh, twenty, A little over twenty years. And That's it's still, still unbelievable. One of the top ten colleges. It is in hard to country. believe it's
2: been that long.
0: Yeah, it has been.
2: I can remember well, going you did over it right. there. You did it, yeah. And that was a, that was a chore. It really was. That was not easy. Well, you
3: know one one thing I did influence. <laughs> When they were building, they wanted to build, make an all-purpose uh, facility. And I'd been through all that all-purpose stuff in the Coliseum. With Tracker poles, <laughs> yeah. yeah, tractor pools. And, and I said, no, we need a permanent floor. And uh, anyway, I was able to uh, persuade them to put a permanent floor in there. You did so good. So they couldn't have any dirt,
0: dirt events. Well, we kept our dirt event place for... Probably 20 more years, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. Coliseum. And
3: now, and now they've even uh, got plans to build a bigger one and better one. So yep. it all worked out.
2: Hey, how did it affect you when they tore down the Coliseum? That was a place that had to be near and dear to your heart.
3: Well, yeah, it was. But, and you know, that was probably the main reason I came to Tech, is that uh, Coliseum was uh, going to be built. and So you played I mean, in the barn. One year. Fred one year Curry, in the barn. Bar. He, he opened
2: the Coliseum. He had and, two.
3: And, uh, My sophomore year was the first year in the Coliseum, and, and it was, without a doubt, one of the best in the country. It was a showcase back in those days. Yeah. Best in the Southwest Conference. Uh, Moody Coliseum is the only one that's even close to it. But uh, we were in there for 38 or 39 years, and uh, – Things have changed, uh, styles, uh, different arenas, and it, it was time that we built a new one. Yep,
2: it was. I just, you know, we we see that we see that transition from the dairy barn <laughs> to the Coliseum to the
3: United Supermarkets Arena. Where do we go from here, Coach? What's next? Well, you know, Coach Robinson, when we uh, were planning the uh, arena, mm-hmm. he said, "Build it big enough." He said, because you're going to be in there for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> said, make it big enough. So we decided on uh, 15, and uh, James Dickey and Marsha both wanted about 12 or 13. They wanted to fill mm-hmm. it up. But yeah. uh, anyway, we. Uh, I- I'm glad we were able to go ahead and put 15,000 in there because with these good teams we've had lately and uh, the growth of tech over
0: the next mm-hmm.
3: 40 years, Uh, it's not too big.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you would in the Thought Tech having 40,000 students when you built the arena, and and it's going to be, I'm assuming eventually, 50,000 students. And Not that they all want to go to basketball, but enough of them. If if you're good enough, they will. You
3: know, in the arena and in the football stadium, our students have the best seats in the stadium and the arena. I mean, you know, that lower bowl at the stadium is the student seats our student seats and uh, those are high dollar seats Mm -hmm. and there's not another uh, school in the country that gives give those kind of seats to the students and and uh, it's been a good thing because when those students are fired up and rowdy and (laughs) getting after the other team uh, the whole crowd picks up on it
2: Yep, it's good it's uh it's really been something to watch this transformation, and I know you've been there and seen it all with the new indoor football facility and our indoor track, which is state of the art, the best in the country. And we're working on baseball now, and big improvements coming there. I never dreamed we were taught. We had those baseball guys on last week, Ruben Garcia and Randy Walker and John Owens, and they played out there, coach, and had a picket fence out there in the outfield. And there was a tree out in the outfield and had no dugouts.
3: And I remember that I, I was a freshman and. Fifty-five. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I ever went to a game over there, but I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw where they played. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing with the, how everything has grown and developed since nineteen fifty-five. In nineteen fifty-five, Tech was twenty-nine years old. Now here, this year, we're celebrating wow. our hundredth year. So we didn't really have any. Many millionaire donors.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, currently, I don't know how many we have, but we have quite a few, and they've been really important, valuable in building all those facilities. Yeah, it's been. I fun want to, to explain
0: watch. to people why there was a picket fence at the baseball field, and it's because they would roll that fence up for football practice, <laughs> and then roll it back out for baseball. Yeah. There used to be a telephone pole, a highline wire that cut across right field too. <laughs> in the, the tree was in left field, the highline wire. But I, I was out there when the picket fence was out there. Yeah, my freshman year.
3: Yep. I, I haven't seen the new addition that they've added to baseball, but I've I understand it's really nice. Uh, I'll take uh, Kirby is the best. He is. He's got a great vision. Uh, he's a great fundraiser he's uh just got good judgment and uh, he follows his own judgment and uh, he's he's just a fantastic athletic director uh, you know his vision to build that track and that indoor facility and fill in that old uh, bubble now that was amazing mm-hmm. because I'd often wonder where would we we put an indoor facility and uh they put it right there, which is a great place. It is the and place, that's, that's yeah. that's all, all Kirby's uh, ideas. And
2: the bubble never really – the bubble was good for a time, <laughs> but I don't know.
3: Well, it, it was. It was good for track. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Kidley, uh, West Kittley developed a pretty good indoor track meet there. But, you know, in one corner on that bottom uh, level, we had tennis courts. Mm-hmm. And down at the end, we had a basketball arena, and then we had a little area over there for just open astroturf for uh, football. And
2: uh, it's multi-purpose, uh, that's for sure. Well, they
3: they included basketball because we didn't have a place to work out for basketball except that that old uh, men's gym. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, we, we went over to Matthews Junior High to uh, practice. So. <laughs> That was Coach Connelly's idea to build that basketball arena in there. But there were so many activities in there, so much going on. Mm -hmm. Upstairs, they're running track and shooting those guns off to start the race. It's hard to coach in there. They're playing tennis down there just Uh 30 or 40 yards away from basketball. You couldn't understand anybody. And it just – it really was – we were really better off in the old gym. (laughs)
2: yeah yeah we worked out in the men's gym when i was out there yeah and it was good we had a little caged in area in the locker room coach a little caged in area to keep us away from
3: (laughs) yeah we had a little caged in wired (laughs) wired in cage with a few few um, metal lockers and then so different now so different no question
2: yeah people ought to be thankful for what they have i'm telling you because it is really special you know if you're the womble coach i would have could never even imagine having something like the womble for men's and women's basketball
3: well again yeah you've got to we've got to give kirby credit he had a vision and i uh we would thought about it and talked about it and thought about maybe trying to have it on the east side and connect it to the building but uh we didn't get any support of that because of the intramurals that big field there was intramurals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh kirby uh, uh with with the planners and and the architects they they figured out probably the best place for it right where yep. it is and that uh, indoor facility it's as good as any i've ever seen i've been in quite oh, a yeah. few around the country when we would play i'd look at indoor facilities and it is
0: really first class. The best. It I'm really surprised is. there's not a little tunnel. Underneath tunnel, the street, yeah. The, I know that would cost no telling how much. But <laughs> well, just, it's
3: okay because they don't just run back and forth all the time. Nah. They they stay in the Womble. They work in the Womble. They've got everything in there. And maybe uh, once every, uh week or so, they might go to the Reno one time a week and then when the season starts they uh, move across to the uh the dressing room in the arena and uh, that arena uh it also opens up uh that old gym for volleyball yeah and, it does. and the floor for volleyball it really helps uh that situation because we've had three teams trying to share two courts and there was a schedule problem some of the time well,
2: I ran into Coach yesterday at Jimmy's Egg out there on 114th. Coach, you eat breakfast every meal. Do you only eat breakfast foods? Every time I eat breakfast. He yeah. orders breakfast every time at the Red Zone. Yeah. He was breakfast. having breakfast at Jimmy's Egg.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I usually uh, <laughs> I to you, I I love have some breakfast. kind of breakfast. Um, I don't eat much early breakfast, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those days are gone. Yeah, I he and Carol were there yesterday. Yeah, we, we, uh, we that, that's a good place. Yeah, it is a and, good know, place. Good food. A little different to the Red Zone. The Red Zone's really good, too. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, Red Zone's Two excellent. good breakfast places. Yeah. yeah, that's a
0: good good bunch. Of, we talk about the Lunch Bunch on the show every now and then, and uh, you're an integral part of that because I
2: would say
0: you've been around since 1955 at <laughs> Tech, so you got a lot of knowledge to share with the group. But we lost one of our Lunch Bunch guys yeah, we last did. week when Herb passed away. Yeah, Herb, no, Herb
3: Dillon. Yeah, you, you know Herb. You never wanted to get in to a disagreement with him about uh, basketball or basketball officials because he was always right. Well, in his mind.
2: Well, he knew stuff. He no, did he, know a lot he, of stuff. stuff.
3: Oh no, he he knew the players and officials and coaches. Um uh, all across the country, he kept up with it. It was amazing. On, on, uh, on basketball, now, he knew his stuff. He did. I hated, you know, I think he had a rough go at the,
2: you know, finishing yeah, he, out. He, was, he It was pretty tough.
3: He didn't have a very good life at the end. No. He wasn't going to get any better.
2: Yeah. No. He was good
0: friends with Corky Oglesby. Yeah. Who you brought here. And so was Gerald. Oh, who Bob we've Bass got, brought here. we only got 10 seconds before we go to a break. Can you stick around for a segment? Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Gerald Myers well, is we here. We might even just talk about old Corky. We could,
2: because Gerald knows him well. We will be back with more with Coach Myers, so stay tuned to Sports Talk with Thetford Nashby.
0: Sports Talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3.
2: This hour of our program brought to you by Cardinals Sports Center, everything Texas Tech and everything sports, and they can do it all just outside the loop on Slide Road. Brad Wyatt, the owner now, but uh, same great Cardinals experience when you go in there. And it's more. There's a lot of fashion stuff in there now. It's not like a, just a pure sporting goods store. But you
0: know, their stores a lot like. Going from the Coliseum to the <laughs> There arena. you go. You know, really There's store downtown and on 50th Street, and now where they are now, it's just that much bigger and better.
2: <laughs> it is awesome, Cardinals. And uh, you go in and see them, you'll love the store. Most of you, everybody's been in there by now. It's just a wonderful place to go shop. And then RC Taylor Distributing Company, that's Brad Kroom and his uh, team, and they're right here on Avenue L, close to where we are right now, yeah. and Marsha Sharp. And they've got all these trucks, and they run all over the part of the country, 125 to 150 miles around. Lubbock, and they bring you convenience store type items and they bring it to your door. I know we got these big box stores that you can go in and, and you know, be like a member and, you know, Sam's Club and Costco, yeah. but you got to load it up yourself and you got to haul it back to your place and you got to, they'll do all that for you and you get the same product at a great price. So, Go see him at uh, it. Just count set up with RC Taylor distributing. All right, there's the assistant coaches for Grant McCaslin. Someone asked about that, Gary. And yeah. That's his hiring of Moy Kabu and Brower. Those are those are the ones he hired.
0: Says and Texter says, ask Coach Myers why why, and I'm going to put Coach McCaslin on the front of this instead of just McCaslin. Why Coach McCaslin hasn't hired another assistant? How come, Coach?
3: I I don't have any idea okay. because uh, uh, he may be waiting on somebody for some reason that uh, we don't know about, or he maybe he hadn't found uh, the right person to fit in what he what he wants done. I don't think it's any big problem. He's got three guys. I, you know, that covers the face I, pretty good. But uh, I
0: heard we're trimming back, not tech, but the NCAA on basketball assistance. Is that right? Trimming back? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I heard they're going to
0: add two. <laughs> add more assistance? You couldn't. There's not room in the <laughs> arena. Well,
3: there's a proposal to add two more for basketball and two more for football. Well, football, I know. Like, no, those sure new ones it. are just going to be coaches. On campus, they can't recruit. Off campus, they can't go on the road uh, to
0: recruit. Well, football, but, you got a hundred athletes, right? Ish. Yep. Basketball, you got what? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm going to say it. ten coaches.
3: Hey, I, I don't know. Uh, as a head coach, I don't know how you you manage and delegate uh, enough work to keep them busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that stuff that uh, the assistants do now. The coaches did uh, way back before uh, we had fifteen assistants on the bench.
0: <laughs> Are you? You had Corky and George Davidson. We had Corky, George Davidson, but, and Rob Evans. Yep, but not all at the same time, did you?
3: <laughs> Corky overlapped a little bit with uh, with George and Rob. Yeah, he was there uh, for all of them. Corky came here with Bob Bass, and uh, actually, Corky probably hired me. He came down to Houston Baptist, and he spent the whole day down there. I wonder what he was doing. And he was just following me around, and he Did told, he go to lunch with you? We went to lunch, and uh, he he volunteered that I pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> but But uh, anyway, he came back and Bass had sent him down there to scout me out, and I guess he gave a, Bass a favorable report because that spring Bob uh, hired me to be be his assistant. Now— Corky was a recruiter he didn't do any coaching i i was the assistant bob was head coach and that was it that's it
2: two coaches yeah yeah that was and Corky was a great recruiter i don't know i've ever seen he was relentless coach
3: yes he was he he uh he was a great recruiter he was a good judge of talent um he was a track guy by training. He ran track, across country in college when that job opened up. Uh,
4: Mazda's most powerful vehicle yet. Craft every detail. A bold sculpted design. An all-new inline-six turbo. A feeling of everything exactly as it should be. To create more than a car... To create a connection the first ever three-row Mazda
3: CX 90 he wanted that head job I don't know why he wanted it, but he he wanted to be in track and I regret that I didn't do more to keep him mm-hmm. because he he brought a lot of really good players no Lowry Richardson Bullock just go down wow. the list of, Palomar uh, palomar, palomar? That, he, oh my he's gosh. the toughest one he ever recruited that's <laughs> for sure but uh anyway he took that track job and coach king told him said you got a ten thousand dollar budget don't worry about anything because we just <laughs> we got you we just want to have track because it counts as three sports yeah that's right well, uh-huh. Corky and i went to a track meet in austin and uh, we we finished dead last and and we scored one point in the last race of the day.
0: Well Tommy McIntyre, a freshman, finished 8th in yeah. the long jump and we had one point in the Southwest Conference meet. Yeah.
3: Well when wow. we got when we got into the uh, Big 12 Iowa State scored over 100 points. They didn't win the meet, but they scored over 100. This and thing? we said if Iowa State in the state of Kansas can score 100 points in a track meet Texas Tech ought to be able to do the same thing and it wasn't too long after that and uh, Corky was uh, was a recommendation we hired Wes Ketley and uh, it wasn't long till he won a conference championship. Yeah. and he's continued to be one of the top one yeah. or two teams in the conference all these years won a national title a couple of years ago he's, he's just been a great coach
2: yeah Corky was involved in all that. Yeah. He really was. I, yeah, he loved track. He really did love track. I, you know, yeah. he offered me paper and pencils. Uh, I was uh, – when we'd go over to the track and run, we'd go over there and run. But from basketball, you remember coaching, yeah. Corky being be in charge of that. And I was lapping all those guys, which probably made them mad because they weren't running that hard. I don't know whether you knew it or not, but they weren't running that hard. <laughs> and Corky offered well, me –
0: Well, did they not get a little irritated that you they, were? Yeah,
2: they think they probably did. Yeah, I was just – you know, that Corky. I knew I had a chance to be a long distance runner with Corky, yeah. and he offered me paper and pencils if I if I'd come run for him. Well, you know,
3: Corky uh-huh. gained a little weight over the years uh-huh. while he was here at Tech because uh, if you see a picture of him when he was in college, he probably weighed about hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty. Oh, uh-huh. well, he was he was trim. Yeah, and uh, the story is that in their conference meet, uh, uh, they. Uh, Kind of held up a little bit and uh, laid back a little bit, so he could uh, score. (laughs) (laughs) So he could get a point anyway. Yeah,
2: he got a point. Well, it's uh, it's fun. We're just so proud of you, and and uh, you know to to have this and uh, distinguished West Texan award. You know, you look a lot of times you look at these awards and you go, who else got it? And uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Spike Dykes was the first one, coach. And then Jess Styles and EJ Hall. It's a pretty good list to be oh, on. Wow. Dr. Rob King, who was there the other night. Ken Murray, great trainer. Jay Crowfoot, has uh, helped tech up in a lot of ways. And the Magmahans, too George and Linda. Mickey Long, who's a good friend of yours. Yeah, Mickey yeah. is. And Doyle Parker. And I was, Joel, I was so glad that. He was
3: there the other night. He. Uh, you know, Doyle, uh, he gives a scholarship in honor and, of his wife. In yeah. Shirley's
2: honor. That's so cool. John Owens was the year before. And yeah. then, then you kind of fell off right there at the end on John, but well, you lifted it back up.
3: Looking at some of those, like uh, Johnny and. Uh, some of the others, they weren't uh, exactly coaches. That makes me feel a little better. I know
2: it. Yeah, see, there, John's a baseball guy <laughs> yeah. and a banker. But it's it's what the impact y'all had, and I think you hit it right on the head with what you did as athletic director, Coach. It was it, How many years did you serve as athletic director?
3: Fifteen years.
2: That's a lot of time, and a lot of things happened in 15 years, and you did a great job while you were there. You yeah, really thank did. Thank you. You really did. It's just so funny. 1955, when you came to tech, that was the year that Monterey opened. Yeah. Monterey opened in 1955. Another big
0: event that year. I was yeah, born.
2: Y- you know, oh, yeah. And Gary was born, born that, that year. year. Yeah.
3: I was going to be a coach. I studied to be a coach. I was training myself all along to be a coach. And when I graduated, I was so fortunate to get an assistant coach at Monterey High School. Monterey was one of the biggest schools in the state at that time. Yeah, and uh, who was the head coach? Gerald Rogers. Okay, he was coach one year. We had a really uh, outstanding group of sophomores. If, if they'd had a sophomore district, we won the district with those sophomores, and um, the varsity wasn't very good. But anyway, Gerald Gerald. Uh, retired and became the activities director for Monterey High School. So I got the head job one year after I'd graduated. And uh, I've often thought how fortunate and wow. blessed I was to be able to get a head job like that at age 23.
2: <laughs> at 23 and take them to state.
3: Well, it, and you know, back in those days, most basketball coaches, especially at maybe the little lower classes, they coach football. They coach track. They mm-hmm. coach baseball. They, mm-hmm. and it's all I did was coach uh, basketball and teach geometry.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so. cool. <laughs> Gerald Rogers was he the voice, Boy, of, he the the voice of the Red the Raiders? The voice of the Red yeah. Raiders,
3: the best PA announcer we've ever had for football and basketball. He was really good. He, he was great. Uh, I know how he. When we we used to play those foreign teams every year, exhibition game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, boy, he'd get that list, and he'd, he'd learn how to pronounce those foreigners' names, and and uh, he was great at it. And he was really good. You know, you think
2: about it, Coach, you mentioned you, you're coaching there one year at Monterey, and you get the head job. Almost the same thing happened to Texas Tech.
3: I know. it. It's I, a crazy – Bob Bass,
2: we thought Bob's – he brought I, Kip with him, and I got to play basketball with Kip at Monterey. I was yeah, glad he Yeah.
3: Bob retired right in the middle of the year. How many years was he here? A year and a half. Yeah. He left in January the second year, and um, so they named me the interim. Yeah. And Dr. Murray, he wanted to hire uh, Bob Knight. (laughs) He did. (laughs) And some other people. But they made me the interim, and the team was pretty well coached. We had some good players. We didn't have any size. Our biggest guy was about 6'5". But Nolan and I, we were on that team, and we could score points. And uh, my job was I didn't have to build a team. I just had to make sure I didn't mess it up yeah. with that team because they were well coached. And so finally Coach King called me. Um, at, it was the next fall, uh, and uh, he called me and said, uh, well, we got you a contract. And uh, he, he gave me a 10-year contract. A
2: 10-year contract? Wow.
3: Yeah, 10 years. And he said, uh, he <laughs> said I'm going to give you 10 years. He said, because there's going to be people want to fire you. But <laughs> said, the time they get you fired, they'll be gone. <laughs>
2: but, That's pretty funny. Now, who was J.D.? Yeah,
3: J.T.? Yeah, J.T. was in. All
2: right. So 10 years, Coach. But I, You may not want to tell. But I remember hearing the numbers back when y'all were coaching of what y'all were making back then. I didn't know what the head coach was making, but it was – and Gary's talk about what he made as a baseball coach. I mean, it just blow your mind that that's all they were well, paying Well,
3: I, 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 uh, I was making 10000 as an assistant. Uh-huh. Bass was making 28000 as a head coach. <laughs> he he resigned and went back into uh, pro basketball. Yeah. And I got the head job, and JT offered me 13000 and I took it. <laughs>
5: Bob
2: was making 28. Yeah, took yeah, a 15,000 right. pay cut. And I took it. I took it. <laughs> you thought you were doing good, oh, didn't man. you? you talking about
0: you inherited Noel and Lowry that first year. Yeah. Were you playing other teams in the conference that had no black athletes?
3: No, but about by everybody then everybody had, had a few blacks then. Uh, Noel and Lowry. You know, they still have the uh, first and third place uh, uh Career average uh, points. Both of them averaged over twenty. Wow! And uh, no, Baylor uh, they had Bowman, and uh, TCU had uh, the big uh, center that went to Harvard and he got his PhD at Harvard actually. But uh, I I think there were a few few blacks. Gene Nold is dead. he passed away. Yeah, he did. What about Greg Lowry? They're they're both deceased. Oh, Greg Uh, passed away too. Yeah. uh, Gene got cancer about it's been about fifteen years ago and passed away, and uh, we lost track of Greg. We tried to run him down, but
0: he just I used to too.
2: tutor him and Richard Little in math, and it didn't lasted one day. They were they weren't going to do it.
0: They Boy, demanded a better tutor.
2: Well, evidently it was me. I wasn't, <laughs> he, and he I was, didn't want to be there either. He
3: was a good uh, at catching the ball, jamming up and shooting it as anybody we've Richard ever had. No, oh Lowry was Lowry.
2: amazing. I mean, you, he, you remember the game at Austin where we played Gregory Jim, and I think he had 35 or 40 points or something like that. By the end of the game, the Texas fans were cheering for Lowry <laughs> because it was so impressive to see what he was doing.
3: We played up in Oklahoma City, and uh, we were playing Eastern Kentucky, and they had a good team. And uh, it was Nip and Tuck, and it was pretty close at the half. And I talked to him at the half and walked out, and Lowry says – Blank that offense. I'm going to shoot the ball. <laughs> he came out and scored 30. He scored 30 for three games, and we lost every game. <laughs> Is that right? We lost all three games. But he led the tournament in scoring. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, he was really a great scorer. He was a great shooter.
0: All right. You been around Coach McCastlin much? No. What are, what are your thoughts? No, not really. Do you have any thoughts?
3: Yeah. Yes, I do. I think he's great. I, I've followed his career. He he has phenomenal record um championship national at midland college he went over to midwestern won a conference championship went to northwestern won a conference championship uh and i've watched these teams play on television and particularly this year after uh we uh after th- that change was made with her basketball with adams i watched his team pretty close in the nit and uh I'm impressed. I'm really uh, r- really pleased. I think he'll be a guy. He's got some tech ties and his wife went to tech and he's a Texas guy and I think he'll be with us and do a great job for a long number of years.
2: Yeah, but I heard he got 12,000 a year contract. He got two more than you got. You signed
0: a 10-year contract
2: for 10,000 oh. a year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Some, well, I, I hope you're right on all this because basketball too. has been—I'm not going to say a mess, but the coaches out of the last six or so, it's been a yeah. a mess.
2: Billy Clyde,
0: Billy Clyde. We <laughs> <He laughs> tell stories he about Billy Mark Clyde, we love dearly. Oh yeah. I mean, don't
2: know what happened.
0: It, anyway, we've got thirty seconds. Anything you want to tell West Texas?
3: Well, what we said about basketball, I think it's going to be really good.
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: And, you know, Coach McGuire, he's just – football has had an all-time high as far as interest discussion. I agree with you, Coach. Congratulations
2: on your award, the Distinguished West Texas Award. We're proud of you. We're proud of all you did, and thank you.
0: Thank you. Proud of you, my friend. Gerald Myers. See you at lunch Tuesday. We'll be back. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. How long was it? Here we go. Hey J&W
2: Services Linco Distributors in Midland, Texas. That's has to do with the wellhead and everything in Midland, Texas and Odessa has to do with the wellhead. I mean everything. So uh, you need to talk to these people because they're the great ones and they're Red Raiders, y'all. J&W Services Linco Distributors in Midland, Texas, and uh, they can do so many other things. They got a factory there. They can make you stuff as well at uh, J&W Services and Linco Distributors, and you ought to be talking to them. Brent Beck, Scott Blakely, Cade Walton, great team of guys there. That will help you all right we are joined now in the studio what did i do with my book there it is i got it right here did you get a program did no you sir a, you didn't get I, a
1: program? I, I mean i saw one but i didn't keep one
2: you, you're all, you're in the program you don't have one I, you know
1: i do I you keep distracted. stuff like <laughs> that
2: here hold you got to talk into this oh my bad <laughs> that's okay uh
1: no sir i didn't get one i should have though i you know i as it was heaven, i was well,
2: when you leave here today you i can appreciate have this that i appreciate i've got that. another one at home So, this is good, because you ought to be in here. But uh, Cade Barron's here. Do you say Cademan? My full name's Cademan, but I go by Cade. Cademan. You know, I called you Cademan when I was doing the game some I really? did, yeah. It was I was you know because that was what was on the roster that Coach Rodriguez sent me. He sent me Caden, so I, I
1: just I, wanted to make your life a little difficult. sometimes.
2: Well, <laughs> I, and you spell it
1: funny. Why'd you spell it funny? So I mean, I didn't make it personally, but uh, uh, it's you know it's got some you know historical value or something. It's my, my parents historical loved it. value. I, I didn't make it though. It's C
2: A E D. Yes, sir. M O N. Yes, sir. Yeah, and see, I would have spelled it C-A-D-E-M-O.
1: So, Cademan is, is, was a, a band they listened to, Cademan's Call, and then it was also like a, a Christian poet, something or other. So, named after a band. A band, and it was a, Christ, a Christian, first Christian poet or something okay. like that. Okay, well, so. he's got a good tie there. It, this is Cademan Barron
2: right here. He's a football player at Lubbocky and and a... Uh, what else did you do? Swimmer Swimmer as well. Swimmer as well. Yeah, which is really crazy because Coach got you off the swim team to come out and play football. And Juan Rodriguez is the new head football coach. Last year was the first year as the head football coach at Lubbock. I got to tell you all, because uh, uh, I get really close to all these coaches with it, with Lubbock ISD, and I've been so thrilled with our coaches and who we have, and one is definitely one of the you, – you have just been such a community guy. I'm telling you, I love
5: what you're doing over there. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's a lot of it is, you know, not just myself, my staff, my guys. You know, when, when we talked about coming to Lubbock together, we talk about doing things, you know, not just for the pro ball pro, pro program but all programs, and definitely, you know, when we invest our time in, in just not just the school system, but we love to invest our time within the community. And we feel like the change of culture also has to involve with people that's that live there and are part of our community and are part of Lubbock High. So it's been definitely a great thing for us and our kids and our staff.
2: You've done great.
5: You really Thank have.
2: You, I, you know, and I, I know you want to win football games. I do. You want do. to win football games. And Lubbock High wants to win football Absolutely. games. Absolutely. And Kate was a big part. You, you really surprised me. You know, when you're a swimmer, you don't really think a swimmer is going to have an impact on defense, on um, football. But you had an imp- you were an impact player for Lubbock High.
1: I mean, I think swim allows me to have endurance. like I mean, I did at least, um, you know, running back and forth. It, it's a little bit different the heat you can't prepare for the heat you know the water is like 80 yeah. something degrees and so it's like nice and cool when you're swimming through it and then you get out there on the football field and you know you're baking we had one Saturday afternoon game and I was not prepared for the heat. You weren't prepared. I was not prepared.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, well, yeah, I thought you had a great year. Well, thank I, you, sir. You know, I just kept and I kept watching, and you just got better and better and better as the year went on, and you were a real force <laughs> for Lovickai at the end of the year. And well, thank uh, you, sir. And that was good to see. What did you swim? What What were your events in swimming?
1: So this year I swam the 50 free and the 100 free, and then the 200 medley relay, the backstroke leg, and then the 400. free Did y'all relay. win? So we got third. We got medal at state uh, in the 400 free relay. Yeah. and then I'm not sure what we place as a team, but uh, that was our. Uh, well, Lavacon kind of winners
2: in swimming. Absolutely. I mean, big time win. That's a great program, isn't it? Yes,
1: yeah, sir. I mean, I think they came off three last year. They came off their third in a row state championship. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's something right Pretty there.
2: Nice. <laughs> Pretty nice. Pretty <laughs> yes, nice. And you've been a part of that. And yes, sir. Uh, you're a senior. Mm-hmm. Where sure. are you going to go to school?
1: Probably Texas A&M, uh, Texas Tech or Texas A&M. Okay. Um, doing uh, computer science and engineering
2: computer science and engineering yes sir and what do you i mean what so you go to that and that's what you do so what's your job look
1: like when you get out are you like what do you do like what do i want you, to do when you get your degree yeah i mean so i've looked at management consulting or investment banking uh you know it's you know combination of people skills and math skills and you know oh, both. i like to talk obviously so <laughs> you did a great <laughs> job when you talked the other well, night you, sir. i you, sir. mean i was
2: I was really, I, I figured he wouldn't be on our show after I heard him talk. He said, "All oh, those guys are stupid. I'm not
5: going. I do see a dictionary by your
2: side, though. So you're doing good, yeah. good shit. I was looking them up, what Kay was talking about. But uh, you did a really nice well, job. Thanks, and it was short and to the point. Thank you, sir. Not everybody was that way, but it was. Yep.
1: I, my mom said, you know, coaches have a lot to say, and yeah. so uh, you know, banquet full of coaches, is gonna, yeah. it's gonna, you know, run, so it's gonna run long. It's gonna have some speeches, but did, you, did you, like sitting up front like
2: that? It's really not that fun to stare staring well, at everybody. Well, staring
1: at everybody, everybody's watching me eat too. I felt, you know, I'd I be like very mannered and use my cotillion skills <laughs> instead of uh, use my fork. You know, very, you know, use your fork, don't just grab all the, you know, the game is chicken and steak. So I know it was uh, good, it wasn't it? Was great food. I was, you know, most banquets aren't like super fancy in the food. Yeah, mad, I thought but, it was excellent. Excellent.
2: Food was great. I mean, Coach Rodriguez was back there at the Lubbock High. How many tables y'all have? Just one? We had two tables. Two tables. Two tables. And yes, Doug sir. Young
5: was there, your principal. Absolutely. Mr. Young was there. My coordinator was there. there. Lisa,
2: mm-hmm. your wife was there, and yes. I talked to her yeah. for a minute because you always mention that you're married, and no one <laughs> she never comes to the lunch. <laughs> she, never,
5: she never has an opportunity to come, and a lot of it is because of the job with the, that she does. And she actually fills in for, for nurses around the district. That's her role. Yeah. And uh, so she can't miss because somebody else has already been missed, so she's following that lead. So, yeah. But I did have a wife, I promised you. I saw her.
2: Yeah, I saw her. She was there. She seemed. I asked her if, if, if that's
5: who she was, and she said, and she wasn't even embarrassed. I thought she might be embarrassed. But. Well, usually, you know, she, she had a nightcap before she went out. And okay. So that's probably why she answered that question that way. But no, you know, she likes to sit on the opposite uh, side of the table with me sometimes. Yeah. But can't blame her. Can't blame her. I understand. Her.
2: I understand. <laughs> well, you know, I just love a high school is course the first high school in lubbock and and uh it, so much tradition so many uh, you know i was watching something on tv the other day and, uh, they were doing those making those stoles for uh, uh, um, uh what do they call them they're special stoles that it's mexican you so, should what? Sarapi, yeah, Sarapi, Sarapi. There you go. It was on TV last night. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm watching this, and they're showing it. And over in the corner, for some reason, they have a picture of Buddy Holly. You know, it, <laughs> it's just part of the part of the history, part yeah. of the tradition, absolutely of Lubbock High. EJ hollum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just think about all the great people that have come through Lubbock through the year It's a beautiful school, one of the most beautiful in the state, absolutely. It really is. And, Coach, you came up from Corpus Christi. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't know how you ended up here, but I'm glad you did. It, were you impressed with what you saw?
5: Absolutely. You know, just looking at the facilities and, and just the history behind And, you know, my father's up in his 80s. And, you know, when I mentioned you know, Lubbock High, and, you know, he was connected. He goes, ah, it's Mijo, you know, talked in Spanish a little bit. And he goes, is that Buddy Holly? And I said, yes, it is, Dad. <laughs> Buddy yes, it is. Holly. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew right off the bat, you know. That's and then, funny. Uh, So it was real. You know, it was neat to tell him about it, and you know, and I, and I took some pictures and I got a chance to take some of that back when I saw him over, you know, the break. And, and they just, you know, love the fact of the history of Lubbock High, the, the community of Lubbock High, you know. But what makes that space extremely special is definitely our, our staff and our kids. They make it yeah. an extreme, you know extremely special place to be. It's a great yeah, place. Yeah, yeah
2: is coach pretty tough at practice? does he discipline y'all does he run you did, was it hard or did you say from swimming this is like a piece of cake
1: i mean honestly i thought so i thought it would be you know you know i got endurance i've you know swam through water i can run through air right <laughs> yeah and we did conditioning every day after practice like without fail there wasn't like a oh you know friday soft day no we did conditioning you know and someone didn't you know wasn't running hard or anything we stopped and restarted. um and so Restarting, coach would blow his yeah. whistle and everyone groaned, you know but yeah, he worked us pretty hard.
2: Worked you hard. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, you need discipline. You do. you do, And, uh, you, you know, that comes from your coaches. You know, this old world we live in today, it's almost got people afraid to do anything. You know, you're afraid, you, you're disciplined, and your parents are going to be mad at you or something. And Coach Magel always had a, a great thought, a quote on this that, uh, you know, people would say to him that you know, kids are really changed today. Kids are so different. And Coach Magel, every time, would say, "Kids haven't changed. They're the same. Kids are the same. Their parents have changed. Yeah. That's what's changed." News. And uh, you know, that's a pretty good word from a guy that was a legend in coach Is
5: a legend in coaching. You know, um, you know, it's really ironically that you say that because we've been talking about that a lot more. And then my assistant head football coach, Hank Simler, and I, have been in this business for over twenty five years, and. You know, I, well, my my wife, again, special lady, you know, really understands, uh, you know, now even more about my passion for helping others and helping kids. And when I first got my head, first head football job, she sent me an article, and it was called Stay, Stay at 17 Inches. Yeah. And a John Scolino story. And yeah. it was, you know, it was back about a convention in baseball in 1996. So, I, you know, I've gone full circle with some of this, you know, yeah. because the world has changed. But, you know, with that being said, I think the world for our kids has changed. You know, you and I didn't grow up with, something where we can immediately look some information and it's right there at your hands. We, you know, you may not have ever heard this word, but there were such a thing as called encyclopedias. Yeah. You know, which you had to go learn about other things. World so, book. Yeah, world books. You know, obviously coach a little bit older than I am, a lot, to be honest, but, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, definitely am. definitely something that, you know, uh, we've had to adjust as a staff and as a coaching staff and, you know, and still be able to hammer in the things and the cores and the values and, and the ethics behind our, our, what our purpose is but there just has to be a different approach to it yep. because I think we could still accomplish a lot. And Kate knows, you know, I, I, I seldom, you know, I call it tough love, you know, and I was always telling love you guys. We're going to love you every single day, but we're going to hold you accountable to a higher standard. And today's I think really truly feel that what we used to consider our standards mm-hmm. have become the world's expectations. And uh, so we talk about our kids. We need to become part of a system and part of a culture where those expectations aren't really expectations anymore. They become back to being a part of the standards Simply as showing up to a meeting 15 minutes early. Mm -hmm. That was a standard back then. Yeah. Now, if you show up five minutes late, well, I was expected to be here and I'm here. It Mm -hmm. becomes rationale. Well, at least I'm here. And I think that's uh, definitely the world that Caden and uh, our young youth are, are, you know, just exposed to.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like me going to the FCA clay shoot last year. I never found a moon. I, I was there. You were
5: there. <laughs> I didn't contribute you, at all. You were the guy walking in circles. We know. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Well, it's,
2: uh, <coughs> coaches are more important than ever before, that's in so. my personal opinion, and teachers and mm-hmm. good teachers. And, I, yeah. I, you know, if you're a heathen, you're not worth any, you know, you're probably not that important. But if you're a good teacher and a good coach, that's what we need you. More than ever before, yeah. and uh, the impact you can have in, uh, on these young people and guys like Cade, uh, which we need. And I know you had a bunch of them on your team, coach. That Cade, I don't know. You just seemed like your energy level was always high. There's some play you made this year. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was an amazing. What was the best play you made this year?
1: Against uh, uh, Levaland, I believe I had a pick, and that was yeah. that was fun. Um, you know, it was a good. It was well, it a good was a time. hard
2: pick too. It was like a, it. It wasn't. It, you. It seemed like you just. I didn't think there's any way you were going to intercept it, and you did.
1: Well, I mean, I. And, and the energy comes from being like it starts with the coaching staff, right? You know, yeah. the first time we met the uh, defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Gonzalez. Yeah. He went up and he went to go. Um, you know, uh, jump and uh, bump arms. You know. Uh, with another player, and you know, it was like hit me as hard as you can, and the other player flew and knocked coach over, and so that that was the first time we met this guy. So you know, he he got knocked over. <laughs> he got knocked the over the first, first time we it's met. Very him. Impressive. And so you know, the energy was. It started from the beginning and it never stopped. Yeah, and you know, it, it was my first time being on the field, and so obviously there is going to be some energy. This there. was your
2: first year to play football. It's a, it's that, a, that's that's an amazing story. He's a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do? You, what? Ha, how did that happen? How did you end up out on the football field?
1: So. Uh, at Lebec High, uh, we have like advanced academics are on the second and third floor, and yeah. so. You don't really get to the opportunity to interact with uh, people who aren't. In-
2: coach it. never goes up there, does he? I, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I don't mixed. ever make
5: it. I can make it to the second floor. They cut me off but right? mm-hmm. There's a security guard there at third floor. Coach, so you can't. Coach, you, you got to go you, back, you back gotta down. You got to go back down. Go back. <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> we don't want you messing them up. Yeah. And, all right. So all right, you're sorry, on the third sorry, floor, sorry, I'm sure. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And so um, you don't really get to interact with the kids on the first floor. But there was one kid who was in football and uh, the International Baccalaureate program, uh-huh. um, Advanced Academics program at Lebecai. And he, um, you know, he encouraged me. We were friends, and he encouraged me to come out. And then I met some of my, you know, best friends, Isaiah Geary, and them. And um, you know, it, you know, it started there, and um, it, it was just an encouragement to come out and run track and uh, play football. And so I did. I ran track a little bit because I was gone for mock trial, um, but I ran track a little bit uh, junior year, and then uh, stayed on for senior year. Co- met Coach Rod and Coach Gonzo, and you know, yeah, the rest is history, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's it's a great story. You know, you don't realize these kids walk in the halls at Lubecai or Monterey or Coronado or Estacado. There's kids that could play. Absolutely. And that I'm so glad that a friend of yours encouraged you. Just said, "Hey, come on out and." And I'm telling you, you were an impact player and very useful and very <laughs> beneficial for Lubecai. And I and I saw your quarterback playing baseball.
5: Yes, he's playing baseball, now. He's, you he's know, and I he's pretty good. And, and yeah, he's pretty good McGuire. too. And that's one of the things, you know, that I was really happy about is, is, you know, really is having an opportunity to meet Kate in the spring. You know, when you look at a young man like that, you think, well, you know, he's been around us for a while, you know, he's mm-hmm. a good-looking kid, he's strong. Uh, when he first told me, Coach, i would never played before, this will be my first year, that was kind of shocked for me. Uh, but then as the season started and the season went on, obviously we both saw, you know, kind of a transformation and becoming the athlete, you know, and kind of wish I had him another couple of years. I think we all do. I know Trey and I yeah. talked about it. I wish we could have him forever, you know, but... Uh, more importantly, and more impressively, obviously, it's his academic background. And mm-hmm. you know, there was times he would throw some words like he did earlier that we'd have to go look up in the Google and <laughs> find out what that meant. And, and Hang it, on. it would, would tie. right back yeah, with yeah. you. I would just look like I, I i got something in my eye, and I'd go to the restroom <laughs> and look up those words just to so come back and, and have a conversation with him. But uh, it was all, it was awesome to, to have a young man like that. And, you know, and you <laughs> as a coach, and you know this very much. That we always say that there comes a time, and you got a great athlete, you know, and. You know, the, the the academic is always, you know, he's a good student, but, you know, to have a, a young man like Kate who's not just a great athlete, but a great student, you know, of the game, student and academics and everything that he does and what he does for the community, uh, that's a rarity. You know, yeah. you don't get that opportunity to have a young man like that in, as a coach.
1: Well, I have to say is that academics has been a huge uh, impact uh, led by Coach Rod. We have like academic and character checks morning uh-huh. so you know coaches you have to then bring in your grades and you have to go to Saturday school if your grades aren't right and so Good. academics has been you know led by um, coach rod like that's been uh, you know forefront of his um, uh, it's you know high on his priority list for us um, because he wants us whether you play football in college or you know professionally that um, you um, that uh, academics are um, something that he wants us to be able to so that we can go out on our own whether we play football or not and have success still
2: yeah well. It's been so impressive, I'll tell you that. We're proud of you. He, this young man goes from not even playing, ever playing football to playing one year, his senior year, having an impact for Lubbock High, and he gets the top scholarship at the National Football <laughs> Foundation. Who would have ever thought that <laughs> <laughs> that would happen? You get the big scholarship, the Gene Messer Auto Group Scholarship, in honor of Coach Jess Styles, who you probably never knew, but he was an awesome man. But go ahead.
1: I mean, I, it was just a great opportunity. I got to meet Coach McGuire, so that was super yeah. cool, and, you know, Mr. Hoka. And so I got to meet a, all sorts of people. So it was a great opportunity to even just be able to go to the banquet.
2: Appreciate y'all coming in. Thank you very this much. There's a lot of fun. Coach, Coach Juan Rodriguez, Kate Barron. We'll be right back with more Sports Talk. Well done. There you, there you go. go. Westmark Realtors, a family of real estate professionals. This is Amy Henry, who's now the principal brokers that's uh, Linda Ferguson's daughter and she's doing a great job Linda's still around at Westmark Gary Henry's there Chris Henry their son and but uh, y'all there's some of the people that have been at Westmark some of the realtors that have been there that have been there for as long as I can remember and that they're there because they love the atmosphere they love the people there and they love helping others and they can help you with your home Uh, you've got a commercial deal you're working on westmark has the strongest commercial division in lubbock texas in this area outstanding job what they're doing so call westmark 794-6000 and that's the residential 794-3300 is the uh, commercial division at westmark realtors but they'd love to help you and uh, they can do it Hey, the Owen Group, and I'll finish this up when we come back, but the Owen Group is Mac Owen, and you can go to owengroup, owengrp.com. I'll tell you more.
0: You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile
4: app. Mazda's most powerful vehicle yet. Craft every detail bold sculpted design. An all-new inline-six turbo. A feeling of everything exactly as it should be. To create more than a car. To create a connection. The first ever three-row Mazda CX-90.